You're listening to Campus Review Radio. So I, I guess I played a role in escalating um, the campaign from the outset uh, in, in early July. Um, the, the occupations come after, um, you know, petitions have been ignored, protests have been ignored, ignored lobbying has been ignored, um, and I played an advisory role in, you know, what type of action uh, students can take which can win campaigns, and we've already started to see winning effects. Um, for instance, you know, before we got the back out of the merger with UNSW, and now we're seeing the possible... Um, uh, keeping of jewellery uh, were one of the studios which are trying to cut and the occupation is only 11 days through. Okay, so uh, are you personally in the occupation? I was in there for five days. And so uh, what what were the sort of the living conditions like inside? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite a, a nice space. We have a bathroom. The Maritime Unions of Australia installed a shower for us. We have a kitchen, we're all eating quite healthy and we're keeping the place uh, very clean um, and we're not, uh, we're respecting people's per- personal property um, and there's no vandalism going on. So it's a peaceful protest space. When you say you were there for five days, was that like yep. the f- non-stop five days or is there coming and going? Um, uh, I was there for, for non-stop five days. And so, what, what sort of? Uh, why do you care so much to spend five days in in a room, sitting in? Well, there's a lot to lose um, from Sydney College of the Arts leaving its current site. There's no way that they can replicate it at Sydney University Camperdown campus, and there's no will to replicate it like that. Um, these students over at SCA have some of the best facilities, um, but. You know, I've ever seen the MBR uh, on the campus more generally. Um, and it, it, it's, but by letting these cuts go through, we're saying to university management that they can cut the rest of the university to shreds. And that's something if we let them get away with, they will do. You talk about how good the facilities are. Can't those facilities just be replicated or moved to the new facility? So the university is um, thinking of a way where um, pedagogy comes second to the money which they have, you know, contained available for the replication. So they're very much filling in the walls of, you know, a building which they have uh, planned for Sydney College of the Arts. Um, so there's no will for it all to be replicated. Um, there's there's because of the space available at Kirkbride, we're able to have the glass blowing, the ceramics, um, and unless there's a purpose-built facility on main campus, there's no way that that, that can be replicated. So the, the facility that's being moved to is considerably smaller, is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, everything which has been um, discussed, uh, nothing set in stone for main campus, but the two buildings which they throw around, the Batten building and the box factory, are considerably smaller, a lot smaller. Um, and uh, I think that the staff reduction of 60%, um, you know, is completely linked to what facility students will end up with. If you're attacking 60% of the staff, you're going to have curriculum cuts to match it, and with that, you'll have facility cuts to match it.
they, they said that they're not going to keep the glass blowing or the ceramics uh, studios. Previously, they were saying that they're not going to keep jewellery, but um, perhaps we're seeing a move away um, from that plan. But, um, yeah, there's definitely facility cuts um, from any type of move from, from Callum Park. And there's also this complete sense of community which we're going to wipe out by making any move from that uh, space in Callum Park. I mean, just playing devil's advocate for a second, I mean, how popular are those courses that you're mentioning, like glass blowing and, and ceramics? I mean, and, and how essential are they sort of in, you know, modern Australia that we offer those courses at university? Yeah, well, the, the courses um, are actually quite popular, like uh, in terms of uh, the electives that people choose to study over at Sydney College of the Art, glass blowing, ceramics, jewellery, photography, all those electives are extremely popular to main campus students. Um, and uh, I think that you'll find that most of the class sizes are half-half, you know, Sydney College of the Art, the main campus-based students. Um, in terms of how important they are to current society, well, ceramics has been around for the past 2,000 years and it continues to be useful today. Um, the glass-making studio is the only one in New South Wales which I know of because all of them were pulled out of tape. Now, last time the tapes and the university started dismantling things in the art, take, for example, uh, film photography, it was only 10 years later when that came back in fashion that they had to go spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to go buy the equipment, which they threw out only 10 years prior. Um, there's... Uh, I, I could say how glass blowing, you know, really relates to other arts. You know, it's something that can be combined, just like sculpture, in with painting, um, in with, um, yeah, in, in with drawing. Uh, you know, like it, it, it's all part of the same ecology. Um, and yeah, no, it, it, it couldn't be more important. Uh, you know, the, it, the, the argument you can that study medicine and live till ninety, but if you can't do glass blowing or ceramics, what's the point of living till ninety? Well, the the argument from the university would be that you know, offer medicine, law. These are courses that you offer that where there are clear pathways to jobs and lots of jobs where they're sort of essential for sort of the society that we've built for ourselves. Whereas the courses that you're talking about, whilst I have no personal objection to them, they are quite niche and they are sort of very some people might say that they're sort of elitist that they're not the sort of thing that an ordinary average Australian would pursue, they're sort of thing that sort of you know, uh, uh, an artistically elite person might, might sort of do uh, uh, on, a, on a whim or, or, or frivolously that, that's, that might be an argument that, that is made, I just want to find out whether you think there's any value at all in that sort of argument about sort of uh, the financial aspect of offering courses that people want that society needs yeah, so, well, uh, I guess how the university would view those type of courses is through supply and demand. Now, there, there is a demand for uh, those courses in particular, glass blowing jewellery and ceramics, um, regardless of what figures uh, the university cooks up. Um, but uh, I guess... Because because it is the only place in New South Wales teaching those particular courses, it actually has a whole market to itself in the university. So it's 
it's actually the frivolous idea of cutting it, which is which is bizarre. Um, I, I, I don't think you know these are elitist crafts. Uh, not at all. Um, you know, okay. There's something to to art, which you know it's it's somewhere in between work and play, and I think it's. It, it, it's great for anyone to get involved, uh, no matter what your creed or class. You mentioned earlier that you had uh, a victory of sorts with the, the quashing of the partnership uh, with UNSW. Are you able to outline why you opposed that plan? Yeah, so what we've seen from UNSW um, is an increasingly design focus. SDA is an art school. Um, UNSWAD is be one-third design, uh, sorry, one-third art. Um, so it doesn't have the facility to really take SCA. We also saw that um, UNSW was very much just interested in taking the undergraduate students and leaving the postgraduates abandoned. PhDs without their supervisors, people in the middle of their coursework um, completely abandoned. Um, so uh, I think that's one reason to be opposed for it. The other one is that UNSWAD over the last few years has seen considerable cuts, especially with the increasingly design focus. Um, you have already overcrowded class sizes, and probably most important thing that we one of the reasons that we that we have to reject this merger was because SCA has a unique studio-based practice, and that's not something that's taught at COPA. Every student at SCA is guaranteed, or so they were, um, sufficient studio space to learn their craft. Um, UNSWAD was unable to provide that, and with its current size, it is it won't be able to provide that in the future, not for five students. All right, so um, how long are you prepared to persist with the occupation? So the occupation will be ongoing um, uh, until the university uh, caves into our demands or starts to meet some of them. But that's when we'll renegotiate the occupation. Um, and and I, I, would also ex- I would also expect other, uh, other escalations to, to happen all around Sydney University campus until the university starts to listen to its students and start to put their bizarre economic rationalism above uh, current students' education. And uh, how disruptive is the occupation? I mean, are classes able to continue? Uh, uh, you know, how are people being displaced? Like, what sort of disruption are you actually causing? So, the occupation was specifically targeted at um, Sydney College of the Arts Management. Um, what we've seen over the last 10 years is the, the Dean of Sydney College of the Arts uh, be unable to stick up the students and the staff of SCA to this economic model which has been unfairly imposed onto, um, onto SCA. So we'll, the, the space that we took includes the three executive officers of the faculty and also the Dean's office. Um, so we haven't taken any studio space. No classes have been uh, disrupted, but this has been an occupation to take student control over the student uh, lives, which you know are based around Sydney College VR. And how many people are are in there at the moment? Do you know? Uh, more than a dozen. More do- and where are, where are the managers that managers that have been dis- displaced? Uh, well, uh, well, one thing I know from Sydney College VR 
is that Dean Colin Rose doesn't seem to be around very often anyway. Um, so uh, I'm not quite sure where the executive officers have been uh, rehoused, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Colin Rhodes was over on the other side of the world eating oysters.